Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Promise, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, Kyla, can you open us up in prayer? Yes. In your name, Lord Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to gather together, God, and thank you for this opportunity to learn more about you and to understand who you are, God, and that we get to learn more about ourselves in the process as well. Lord, we just thank you for our listeners and our partners, God, and the people that you've put in our path to bless and be blessed by, God. And we just ask that you continue to keep them, God, and continue to help us grow. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. 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 Good morning, everybody. Getting ready to continue our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And with that, can I get a volunteer to read from verse 26 through 40, please? I will. Please go for it, Layla. How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation? Let all things be done for edification. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two, or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in church, and let him speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak, and let the others judge. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. For you can all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be encouraged. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive, as the law also says. And if they want to learn something, let them ask their own husbands at home, for it is shameful for women to speak in church. Or did the word of God come originally from you? Or was it you only that it reached? If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy, and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. Amen. All right, so as is our custom, I'm going to open the floor up to each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So we'd like to begin. I will. All right, Charles. I just found verse twenty, verse 26 very interesting where he was talking about how everyone has a psalm, a teaching, a tongue, and a revelation and interpretation. I just found that interesting that everybody was going to church with the expectation of being able to teach as well. Not just sitting there and waiting for some one person to come and teach everybody, but it was a sharing of knowledge and information that they had gotten throughout the week. And how it was a group discussion with everybody being able to discuss and share what the Lord was saying. There wasn't just one person who was over everybody else and he was the only person to teach or she. And then I found... uh, 
verse 30. If anything is revealed to another who sits by it, let the first keep silent. Meaning that Paul is saying that you don't have to. I think Paul's more so getting at here is being polite to other people. <laughs> Instead of talking over each other and trying to yell your point across. I know for sometimes when I talk to my siblings, I just keep on talking even though they're trying to talk. Because I want to talk. Okay. But how? It's not very courteous now, is it, though? No. Okay, so clearly you're discussing because there's some conviction and you understand that that behavior needs to change, right? Yes. Okay. And how it was saying that there's always a, a chance for everybody to be heard. There isn't just, okay, you three say something. There's a chance for everybody to be heard, even if it takes multiple days or weeks to get across everybody has the opportunity to say something that the Lord is sharing. And I think that's what Paul is getting at here is that you're not just so much more important than somebody else talking that you have the right and authority to talk over them. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to treat each other equally and as we want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Amen. I think Jesus said something quite like that. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Hmm. Sound familiar? Yes. Okay. Amen. No, that, thank you, sir. That was great. Um, especially verse 26 that you, you pointed out. And, and I love that because you're seeing what Paul is addressing here. He's continuing the thought from when he's talking about prophecy. He says that the individual worship God and report that God is truly among you. Right? Yes. And then you get into these other aspects that we have come to know as as being part of church and traditional or what's been referred to as organized church worship, right? And you see that whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Right? So he's also addressing again the motive. Why is it that you have these things, right? Yes. And there's two sides, two ways to view that. You're seeing the Lord speak and minister and and see that they are spending time in the Word, right? That's why they're coming with Psalms. That's why they're coming with teachings, okay? But he's addressing or encouraging others to address or examine themselves. What's the heart? What's the motivation? Why is it that you're coming with these things, right? Yes. Is it just to be seen? To see and to be seen? Or is it because the Lord is truly, you have a relationship with the Lord, and He's truly moving and working in you, and you are maturing in Him, right? Yes. But then you can also kind of see that where He didn't mention that before, the teachings, the Psalms, that there it was either A, some, um, I'll say confusion, or some misunderstanding about t- the gift of tongues and prophecy, right? Yes. Although, even though he addresses um, people have a tongue, right, because they, they were filled with the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then some have a revelation, right? So he was still seeing it in the church, but he's also where there was he's addressing the misunderstanding and how one about the gift, the misunderstanding about the gift and how we are to function and operate within the gift, right? Yes. 
And, and, and you can see that there by his question. How is it then, brethren? You have all these other things. You're flowing and functioning in them. And, and there's no issues there, right? Yes. With the exception of, let's examine the heart to understand why we're doing the things we're doing. Which you can see that carry out throughout the rest of the message as you were bringing up, sir. Hey, everyone has an opportunity to speak as the Lord leads and as the person is willing to submit to the leading of the Lord through his Holy Spirit, right? There's room, there's a place for everyone at the table. It's not just on the apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, or pastor, and teacher, right? Yes. It's not just those people that get to speak. The Lord has made a place for everyone. Now, yes, there is a, a structure, and and you see that building off of what we were discussing last time, right? Yes. We first have to have our lives, our, our house structured, right? Isn't that what, what Paul also teaches to Titus and Timothy? He that seeks to be an elder, seeks to have a position in the church, seeks a good thing, right? You see that same mindset here. He says, but he must first what? Make sure his own house is in order? Yes. Manage his own household well. So how his own personal life and how his family life is structured. Bless you, sir. Thank you. Right? How his own personal and family life is structured. Because how the personal life is structured will affect the family life. And then how that family life is structured will affect the household of the Lord if it's not done right and in alignment. Right? Yes. Okay, so... So you can kind of see the building blocks here, right? And Paul is, again, just like with the, with the, the body, using the body as an example or, or metaphor, however you want to describe that, right? Yes. He's, he's building upon it and showing the, the deeper parts and aspects so that they can understand the deeper things and apply it to their life. And not just them. And by them, I mean the church in Corinth. I mean us today. This is important. It matters. Yes, Dad. It matters. We cannot be a house divided. There cannot be disorder in the house. Right? Yes. But the order comes from the Lord, from His leading, through His Holy Spirit. Who else has something they want to share? I do. All right, promise. Let's hear it, sir. Okay, the Lord just wanted me to build off what Bubby was saying and add to it. So, Lord, first Lord wanted me to focus, focus on verse, 20, verse 33 where it says, For God is not the author of confusion but of peace, and as in, the, as in all the saints and churches, and as in all the churches of the saints. So the Lord is showing me that, like Paul was saying that, not to speak over each other. It also to be polite. It's also so that people can get the message that they're trying to teach, that they're teaching. Like in, like last, ch- yes, last time, we were talking about how if you're prophesying, if you're prophesying, the unbelievers will most likely believe and how it's the same here people are just prophesying what they want as soon as they get and so into the midst of prophesying 
No one's going to get the message except for them. And even still, it's going to be cloud cloudy and muddled. So the Lord showed me that. Be polite and also make sure that the person can receive the message that the Lord is putting out of your mouth. That's an interesting point there, sir. And But what does that come down to? It comes down to what Paul said in chapter 13, right? Love, which is also how we begin yes. chapter 14, right? Yes. Ultimately informing and instructing us to operate in love. Why? Because it matters. And everything that we do should be done out of love. All right? Love for the Father first, but then love for our neighbor as ourself. Right? Yes. Okay. So, with that, saying what the Lord said to say, how we said to say it, is simply moving out of love for the Father. Right? He yes. knows how to communicate with his child. Right? Yes. Better than we do. And so, if I say, if the Lord gives me the message to give to you, we'll say, is that sufficient? Maybe. The Lord may also send someone else. Right? Yes. Okay. That may give the same message, but said in a different way. But then... What's going to happen if each of your siblings come to you and give you the same message? You can say it. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to feel like you've been beaten over the head, right? Yes. Okay. So then I would have to ask the question, is the Lord really in that? No. Right? Okay. So because he says... You have two or three. But again, out of love, the message from the prophet is for the edification, right? Yes. And to edify is to build up. Yes, there is, you can look at that and there is a combination of encouragement, but also correcting or admonishing, right? In what's right. Right, both, both things are happening. In under edification. There is encouragement and there can be admonishment. Does that make sense? Yes. Or how would we know the right way to go? Right? It would be yes. back to the time of the judges where everyone just did what was right in the sight of their own eyes. Right? But yes. also if you hear multiple messages from multiple people, then it has the Ability to create confusion. Because is everybody listening and saying what the Lord said to say? Or are people speaking out of their flesh? That's why in verse 33, it says, For God's not the author of confusion, but of peace. As we already went over, peace is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yes? Yes. Okay. So, Edification should also be bringing about peace because that is an attribute, is a fruit of the Spirit, but is also an attribute of the nature and character of God. There should be peace that's brought as a result. 
Now, that doesn't exclude the fact that we may need to correct some things in our lives, right? That, that goes with the edification, the admonishment part of edification. Yeah? Yes. Okay. But it's for our good. It's so we can be built up. Does that make sense? Yes. Good. What else did you have to share, sir? Mm. Ah, then the Lord showed me verse 30, 39 and 40 where Paul was talking about how you're not, don't forbid people speaking in, speaking in tongues because they, people, other people can't understand it because if one doesn't edify themselves, how can they edify others? They so, have to first learn themselves before they can teach other people. Right. So speaking in tongues has a place, right? Yes. As, as he said, decently and in order is what God wants. So sometimes we have the tendency to, instead of being in the middle of the road, we take it to the far other side and want to throw something out. But God gave us that. So allow people to speak in tongues, but understand that the person speaking it, you shouldn't be giving the message this way unless there's an interpreter and unless God has initiated it, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Thank you. Who else has something they want to share or are led to share? I have a question, actually. Okay, Kyla? It's about verse 27 and 28 where it was talking about, like, if there's uh, somebody speaking in tongues, let it be by two or three. Or if somebody's prophesying, let it be by two or three and let the other ones pass judgment. I don't know if I fully understand why he's saying that. Is it to, like, testing the spirits and ensuring that the word given is actually what God is saying? Or I don't I don't know what the or would be. Uh, go ahead, Charles. Okay. I'll give an example. When mommy and dad talks to each one of us, is it better that they talk to all four of us at once so we all know what's being said? Or just one person, the other person passes it on? When one person passes it on, it leads to a lot more mistakes on what's actually being said. So what Paul is saying here is that one person may be giving the message, but other people are checking with the Lord and saying, Lord, is this what you actually said? Is this what you want to be said in this moment? And if so, they go if it's not right, they go and correct their brother and tell them what the Lord told them to say. Because not always is it a malicious intent, I'm going to stake this sentence out of it. But sometimes you just don't hear accurately or fully. So he's saying that to have other people to help you make sure that you understand and heard exactly what the Lord is saying. The same is true for prophecy. Meaning that when you have a prophecy for somebody... There could be mistakes that you didn't hear correctly. He just wants to avoid contention of, you told me something wrong by taking out the accusation that could be used against you by having multiple people who are listening to the Lord. He's providing a safeguard for accusations coming against you. That's a, that's a good explanation there, sir, and a good example that you gave. And And we're going to build upon it right we were already discussing how there's a place for everyone right to move function operate in the gift that's been given right yes 
So there may be someone that has received the baptism of the Holy Spirit that that they really feel impressed to speak in tongues, right? Yes. And so they do it. And then someone else may feel that, or someone else, right? And the Lord knows the thoughts and intentions of the heart, right? May just want to contribute. So they also are viewed in, as being spiritual, right? That's yes. between them and the Lord. But what I'm saying is other people may do that. But what happens? It's just a natural means, right? When one person does something and then another, is it not a natural thing to see people then, oh, well, this is the thing we're doing now. Now everyone's got to be involved in doing this one thing, right? Yes. So Paul's in this and in this structure giving freedom for people to that are being led or feel that they're led to function in their gift, right? Yes. But he's also saying, hey, be checking with the Lord. There should be, if it's especially in speaking in tongues, there should be an interpretation given. Mm-hmm. And if there's not an interpretation given, well, then it should also be, a, I'll say, it should make us check ourselves and examine ourselves. Were, were we supposed to share that? Or was that for us to bring before the Lord and ask for him to reveal it first to us? so that we can share the message in full and complete because that's how our god operates right again back to verse 33 he's not the author of confusion so he wouldn't do something that creates confusion right yes every message every word that he has breathed out is there for edification is there for building up and encouragement and admonishment and all these things that are found in him right yes so why would he change that now and have someone release a word that then, again, like Paul was saying, right? My spirit man's built up, but then there's no understanding, right? Yes. For my body or my soul, right? But they should all be working in, in harmony because that's how our God works, right? He's yes. the triune God, They're the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They work and function together. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, we should be moving and functioning in our gifts. And you see that also with Christ in his earthly ministry. He always got down to the core of the issue, which addressed spirit, soul, and body. And everything he did, not just what was stated, what was spoken, or what the individual said the issue was. It was always revealed and ministered through the Holy Spirit what needed to happen in that moment for the person or individual or group, the multitudes, spirit, soul, and body. So the, our Lord functions in that same in that way, not creating confusion. So when we have a word, right, a good practice, if you will, is to bring it before the Lord and check and make sure that it's complete and that we understand it correctly so we can deliver accurately, right? Yes. So so there's that aspect as well, just to build off of what you were saying, which was great, sir. Right, but there's there's still more. All right? Yes. Does that answer your question, Kyle? Yes. And anyone have anything else they want to share or any other questions? 
Um, I do. I do want to point out that um, we also, um, let's see, verse 20, backing up for just a little bit, says, Brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice be babes, but in understanding be mature. So leave the ungodliness of the world, be mature in the things of God. Be naive when it comes to, not naive, but um, unexperienced. Unaware. Inexperienced, yes. Not necessarily unaware, but inexperienced in the ways of the world, but understand the righteousness of God. So we've been talking about how they've struggled with dissension, how they've struggled with mm-hmm. immoralities and impurities and um, contentions amongst them. And the, the Lord described it like this in a parable, that there was a man who came and he sowed good seed in the ground. And after time, the seed sprang up, but there were also tares amongst it. And the one of the servants said, Lord, didn't you serve? Didn't you sow good seed? And the, the Lord of the, the area said, yes, I did. But one of my enemies came and sowed these seeds. And they asked, do you want us to tear it up now and pull it out? And he said, no, because you'll uproot the wheat with it. Wait until the harvest and then we'll uproot it all and then we'll separate it out. And even in the body of Christ, where does the enemy want to come and cause disruption? At the beginning. Anywhere in between, and especially in the coming together of the children of God. And remember we talked about agreement as well. If the enemy can come in and cause disruption, if he can sow seeds of dissension, if he can sow seeds of confusion, then that's an attempt for him to try to stop the plan and the will of God, to disrupt the growth that will be coming forth and happening for the people of God, right? Yes. So there are there are false prophets in the world and mm-hmm. there 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 have been from for a long time right there are people yes. that want to do and do the will of god and there are people who do not want to do the will of the lord and there are some that purposefully render or yield their members to cooperate with the plan of the enemy and there's some that are unwilling or unknowingly that's not so they're unknowing in their cooperation with the enemy so when he's telling them, okay, here's, the, here's a, some boundaries for you. Here's a format for you. And this is how you can distinguish. When you hear someone standing up and giving a word, you should be judging. Not by what your eyes see or your ears hear, but by what the Holy Spirit is saying. If they give a word, but they're calling Jesus accursed, are they speaking by the Spirit of God? No. Oh, no. The word clearly tells us in other places that's not truth. They could have all this... All, they, have, they have the robe is on just right. Their voice has the nice um, bellows and vocal sounds and they're eloquent, but they're speaking things that are contrary to God. Then that's not to be entertained, right? Yes. And actually that needs to be uh, rebuked in the name of Jesus and cast out. So as, as he's developing them and teaching them to not only function with the Lord, but to also protect what God is doing and in that protection make sure that you're not a culprit you're not yielding your members to cause this disruption to cause this confusion and when we judge by the Holy Spirit because it's the same spirit when we are working by the Holy Spirit it's the same spirit working all things doesn't he know how to cooperate with himself Yes. yes. Okay. Well, if there's something that's causing a tumult or a disruption in the midst of that, then we can identify it, right? Yes. Like the the girl that followed Paul around 
saying, oh, these men are from God and they're teaching you the way of life. It sounded on the surface like she was saying something good. But what did he do? He rebuked, he rebuked the, the spirit. That spirit and he cast it out uh-huh. because she was not speaking by the spirit of the Lord. How did he know this? Because he was mature and developing his practice of listening to the Holy Spirit, learning the Holy Spirit's ways, not his hands, not just his acts, but his ways, why he does what he does and who he is in his character and his nature. And as the Holy Spirit, the gift of discerning of spirits, which is available to us, we went over that a couple chapters ago, said, okay, Holy Spirit, you said that needs to be cast out. And he did, right? So the Holy yes. Spirit was able to minister and that brought peace to that situation. Now the, her owner got mad because she used to bring him profit by divination, but that brought about the plan and the will of God in that area, correct? Yes. Okay, so when he says, this is how you guys should operate, here's the, here's the parameters for you. And then he also tells them the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets, meaning, like we said before, the Holy Spirit didn't come and overpower you and knock you in the head and possess you in that way. Right? Yes. Okay. Then understand you have a choice. Um, and that we are to learn how to flow with the Holy Spirit, how to govern ourselves when we are in our families, in our households, in our jobs, in our workplaces, and as we come together as the, the group of the body of believers. I just want to build on that real quick, honey. Right? Okay. So with an example. Because right, we, we've spoken about maturity, and, and it's important that we all grow and mature and, and learn the things. But then the role as a parent or as a, a leader in the church, there also has to be, and this is, of course, leading in the Holy Spirit, right, and, and everything, opportunity for the children to, while they're learning and growing, to function, to utilize the gifts and put into practice what has been taught or apply it to their lives, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll give you the example of, of a shoe and tying a shoe. This is something that every parent teaches their their child, how to tie a shoe. Well, if they have tying shoes. True, yes, okay. If, if they use shoes with laces, mm-hmm. <laughs> or the old-fashioned laces, not the Velcro and not the, the quick, you know, zip-up ones, mm-hmm. all right? Self-tying ones, I've seen that. That's uh, incredible. But for the old-fashioned way, that is something that every parent teaches their child, right? However, there's still a time and a place for it. There's still the expectation that you will learn how to tie your shoes, all right? And if you're going ready to go outside, that's a perfect time and opportunity for you to demonstrate as a child, right, that you can function in what you've been taught. Does that make sense? Yes. However, if you're putting them on right before you're about to go to bed for the night, right, that's out of order, right? So, so with this, I mean, and I use that as an example because it's a real simple concept that we can all understand, right? Yes. He's saying, he's, he's already, Paul is, making a place that people have the opportunity to function in the gifts as they or sense, or as they feel led to do, right? Mm-hmm. And again, we already talked about the checking 
with the Holy Spirit, right? To make sure it's it's whole, complete, lacking nothing, right? But there's still that opportunity for them to move and to function and flow in what they've been taught to practice, to apply it to their lives in a quote-unquote safe environment, right? However, he's still saying this, here's structure and here's how it can be done and opportunities can be provided without sacrificing order and creating confusion and chaos. And making a place for the enemy to come in. Exactly. And, and limiting the Holy Spirit from moving and continuing to flow in that space. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. Okay. Any other any other questions or anything anyone else wants to share? I don't have anything. Well, I think this may be uh, for our next session because mm-hmm. um, I'd love to jump into verse 34. Yes. Yay. We, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's yes. what I was going to say. That, yeah. that is going to be our, our next section. Yeah, uh, the, we're going to yeah. pause there for today and we will resume that tomorrow. But So let's see right there. Just what we were talking about, right? Order, structure, all those things. And, and you see it even played out here on this podcast. So thank you, brother, <laughs> for... <laughs> for that, you know, being an example. So so with that, let's pause there for today. And can I get someone to close us out in prayer, please? I will. Or I promise. Lord, just thank you for today and just setting an order inside of your house and just telling us what that order is so that we can fulfill it. And Lord, just also thank you for clarifying your word and making... Allowing people to interpret tongues so that other people can learn and grow from it. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.